Today, we are joined by a writer, editor, host, motivational speaker, former model, and digital creator whose mission is to empower women to achieve their goals and fulfill their dreams. Her strength and talent in content creation stems from her outstanding background in lifestyle journalism as the former editor-in-chief of Cosmopolitan, Marie Claire, FemaleNetwork.com, Spot.ph, also former editorial director of the biggest digital publishing company in the Philippines, Summit Media. Ladies and gentlemen, it is such a huge honor to be joined by the one and only Mirza Sizan. Mirza, once again, thank you so much for gracing us with your presence today. Tessa, hello everyone. Thank you for having me. Mirza, I just really wanted to say I'm kind of fangirling right now because to tell you honestly, I grew up collecting Total Girl and then it evolved into Candy Magazine. And then after Candy Magazine, when I started working, it got into Cosmopolitan and when I, you know, journeyed through my adult life. So pretty much I grew up, I took up Bachelor of Arts in Linguistics and Literature because one of my biggest dreams was to work for Summit Media. But uh, my talent and my skills couldn't afford for me to work for a big publishing company like that. But it is such a full circle for me right now being able to talk to you because these magazines or the publishing company has been such a huge part of my life. My love for public speaking, my love for writing, it stemmed from my love for reading those magazines. So thank you so much. It's always nice to meet somebody that we actually helped. And I think it's a many generations of Filipinas. So it's always fulfilling and satisfying to hear that. So thank you. You're very welcome. But my very first question would be from, you know, you've had years and years of experience in the digital publishing world. You've been there for so long. I remember watching your um, CNN interview with, I think, Angel Hakob for Leading Women. I will never forget that because I love watching it. Yeah. And so now you have become an executive coach and empowering people through the You Can Do This podcast. What made you want to switch career paths and venture into these industries? So it wasn't an intentional switch. Um, After I retired from Summit Media at the tail end of 2019, I was uh, hoping to do some hosting. But then the pandemic happened and there were no events. Uh, So it was to each his own, basically, right? So uh, it was hard to break into hosting when there were no events and no opportunities. But And then I noticed that everybody and her sister became a live streamer. You remember those days? (laughs) Four years ago. So even if I was kind of um, technically not so great. Uh, I learned the tech on my own. Remember those days when we were left to our own devices, literally. And suddenly I was a live streamer. And then I just kept on doing it. You know, even if I had like five people watching, (laughs) if I had a guest like um, Vicky Bella or Pia Wurzbach, I'd have like thousands and thousands of views. But if it was like somebody unknown, uh, maybe 21 views, but I kept going. I tried to make it a habit. I tried to just keep putting the content out there and keep trying to help people. And before I knew it, I had a hundred episodes after which, uh, I, I realized that podcasting was the thing to do. And then I found my way uh, to podcasting. And then I found a partner, a podcasting partner And then now it's a podcast with the Pod Network Entertainment. So now we are in episode 
135. So, you know, my three times a week habit eventually became very helpful content that uh, I think is helping a lot of people. When it comes to coaching, I think it was it was not planned at all. In fact, when my mentor and uh, the woman who established the coaching academy branch of an international coaching academy called the Center for Executive Coaching, when she approached me trying to recruit me, I said, no, I said, there's so many life coaches already. I don't want to be another life coach because there are too many. And she um, convinced me that I'd be a great executive coach because in the course of my 25 years in Summit Media, um, not to mention all my years of modeling, I had probably in fact mentored hundreds of writers, editors, photographers, stylists, models, you know, pretty much a lot of um, young people in the industry. And so she thought that it would be a natural progression for me to mentor and coach people. So they are not, not intended, but a very good consequence of, uh, of how things unfolded. It's great to hear as well because uh, you can do this podcast. It's one one of those podcasts that really got me into listening into to podcasts. Oh. Sometimes I I sleep uh, just listening to podcasts. Sometimes I wake up and the first thing I do is listen to podcasts. You can do this is definitely one of them. And I remember just earlier listening to Finding Love Easy, and I related oh. to a lot of the things you talked yeah. about there so much. Yeah, and and it's amazing because it's kind of like. Uh, magazine in podcast form and we're still yes. able to you know get the same um, capsules the same information well, or even more this the same with the, the magazines that we read so this time we can just listen to right. them this another medium like if during your youth magazines were the way that you know you we connected with you and conveyed our content and helped you get through um it's just in a different form now in the form of podcasts or videos you know uh i think i now i'm empowering people beyond the written word or beyond printed visuals and maybe i'm having a more direct impact on people's lives and helping them navigate their challenges and discover their potential through a different form which is podcasting and coaching on your podcast, though, you help us navigate through life's ins and outs through various topics like confidence, owning and building your power as a leader. There's also taking charge of our mental health and overcoming the fear of judgment and many more. Prior to the digital boom caused by the pandemic, did you feel or did you ever feel like a lack of support or available resources back then when wanting to talk about these kinds of topics? Um. Resources for mental health support definitely boomed during the pandemic. And in fact, uh, three platforms which are uh, have been spearheaded by friends of mine arose from the pandemic. Uh, websites such as Mind Nation. I don't know if you're familiar with. There's Mind Nation. There is Break, My, Break Your Stigma. And there's also um, Empath. All three are platforms with directories leading to um, mental health professionals, psychiatrists. There's content and information. There are people you can talk to. And they were born out of the pandemic. Before then, there was no such thing. And even if you want to date far back to like pre-Google times, <laughs> because Cosmo was launched in 1997. So you can imagine pre-Google times, 
maybe uh, whenever we needed to quote psychiatrists or psychologists, we would approach universities with people who were either professors or, you know, get linked to their network of practicing professionals. So it's definitely uh, good news for us that at the touch of your fingertips, you can actually talk to someone and get help. That's very true. Also, I actually follow My Nation on uh, on Instagram. Good to know that My Nation was one of those um, organizations that actually boomed or uh, came to fruition uh, during the pandemic. Just how the stigma um, towards people who have uh, mental health challenges uh, slowly, hopefully, uh, eroding because back then, you know, you didn't even want to ask for help because you didn't even know what you're going through, right? And you felt like very strange or bizarre or weird if you even were different from everybody else. So it's good that now there are names for things. There are terms for what we're feeling. Um, Seeking help is being normalized. So I'm glad that, you know, as a whole, people can find the help that they need. That's very true. And we don't just self-diagnose by the things that we see on Google. Yeah. And um, I want to ask, what do you think are the advantages and disadvantages of the wide array of resources being made easily accessible to us? online. I mean, they could get, you know, they they still have negative connotations or we could still misinterpret whatever we see online. So what are their disadvantages or advantages? When it comes to um, awareness and finding information, it's good because, as I said, it's readily available. However, if not curated properly, we could be prone to misinformation or disinformation. Also, information overload, like you now have a buffet of... (laughs) People and accounts offering advice. You don't know, you know, what's good. You don't know what's nutritious or not, right? You don't know what's um, valid or not. So you have to pick your sources very well. Be sure they're credible and professional and science-backed. So, yeah, you just have to be careful with all the choices out there. Plus, um, all the constant connectivity can add pressure to our mental and emotional space there's information overload right like you don't know who to follow there's so many people to follow there's so much information to process even seeking help for your mental health challenges can add even more stress that's very true very true and considering your vast background and experience did you ever have to battle through anxiety and feeling like you weren't enough How did you overcome them and how do you continue to face everyday anxieties or societal pressures? Where do we start? (laughs) Ever (laughs) since, you know, I was raised by tiger parents who, you know, um, I love them and I'm grateful for um, how they challenged me to reach my fullest potentials. But I was born... Uh, being pressured to excel and achieve at a very young age. Uh, So you can say anxiety and pressure were part of my childhood. And, you know, and then after, uh, like I entered college at the age of 14 and I finished college at 18 and then I was already working as a computer programmer because that's the career that they charted for me. So talk about pressure, right? And then... um, I dared break free and then 
followed my heart and followed my passion and I became a model. So I jumped from like from the frying pan into the fire in the world of modeling and fashion. There's pressure to be thin, pressure to look good, (laughs) pressure to be like uh, picked over the next candidate in a job. So it's a different kind of pressure. So maybe I learned to thrive on pressure, but and uh, maybe learning to live with pressure helped me strive for success however the toll on the mental health also cannot be ignored so yeah uh, anxiety and pressures whether academic or societal or aesthetic pressures it's all part of the game so you know to this day i still get imposter syndrome you know not immune even if um i help other people overcome it i'm not you know i'm only human but maybe i have the tools and I know of the ways to cope with these challenges once I encounter them. And that's the important part, you know, we're not, nobody is really going to be perfect and immune from those challenges. But if we know, first of all, if we know what we're facing and then we know the tools that can help us overcome them and we can seek support and we can embrace our vulnerability as a strength, you know, we're all prone to the, you know, bad days and sad days, as long as we know what to do, know where to get help, then we'll be okay, I think. Definitely, definitely. And today you empower leaders to develop the the confidence to do and be anything they want at any stage of their lives. Building self-esteem, I feel, is like uh, a never-ending process. And up until today, there's, there's still a lot to improve on. There's still a lot to learn in terms of um, gaining confidence. How do we start to take charge and mold ourselves to be more confident? Or where do we start? What do we ask ourselves first? Well, it's a cliche, but learning to love yourself is the greatest love of all. So it really starts with the self. First, you have to know yourself inside out. You really need to do a deep dive on yourself. There are lots of tools to help you do this. Find out your strengths and weaknesses find out your values, what's important to you, what are your goals in life, Um, how do you want to be treated by others, and how do you want to treat them, what are you passionate about, what are you interested in, what really matters to you, you know, um, you can journal, you can find online quizzes and tools, you can sit with a friend and find out, you know, you can enroll in courses, and then once you know everything about yourself, then you can align your actions with that. If you know what your goals are, you know what you want out of life, then you can plot your actions to pursue those goals and take action steps in order to pursue those goals. Um, Confidence really starts with self-discovery and staying true to yourself, and it starts with self-awareness. So yeah, it's a continuous journey. It starts with self-discovery and self-awareness. And then it ends with aligning your actions with your authentic self. Very true. Self-awareness definitely is the key. Mirza, with 25 years of experience in overseeing the country's top publications as well and addressing the needs or concerns or goals of Filipinos, especially women, how has the Filipino woman evolved through the eyes of Mirza Sizon? Uh, I'm happy to have witnessed her evolution in the 25 years in the industry. I've met and learned about, you know, your generation. Uh, Your generation is actually the offspring of 
people who probably read Cosmo. So I'm happy that um, I'm happy to see the changes bit by bit. I'm happy to see uh, women in your generation feeling more empowered and breaking away from old norms. You know, they dare speak up about being stereotyped or they speak up about injustice or misogyny. You know, they have platforms with which to convey their thoughts and feelings. And um, this was not true in my generation and in the early days of Cosmo readers where, you know, everything was taboo until Cosmo came out and then they like found the venue with which they could speak freely. So today's Filipino woman, I think she's vocal. She's more confident. She goes after her dreams. Of course, there are a lot of challenges. Um, and I'm sometimes I, I'm a little bit frustrated. I still find it a little slow. Like when I find out, uh, unfair attitudes and stereotypes that persist until today then i feel upset i'm like did did your mothers not learn anything from cosmo why are they still pushing this kind of agenda on you like uh i've had a number of people dm me and say uh i heard a podcast where you talked about getting married at the age of 42 and then we didn't even know that's possible and i'm like who told you it's not possible and they say our mothers our mothers have been pushing us to get married before we're 30 and i'm like i can't believe that your mothers are subjecting you to the pressures that they themselves underwent right so sometimes it's frustrating uh when i still see um some kinds of misogynistic uh, practices and attitudes, and I feel bad. But then I guess the needle is moving slowly but surely. So it's very inspiring to see that um, young women of today are getting stronger, bolder, and more confident. So I'm happy to probably have helped cause that. So, yeah. Definitely. And of course, what advice would you give to us women who continue to feel less than or who lack support from the community we thrive in or are still confused about which path to take in life? Number one, focus on self-discovery. Focus on yourself. Be very selfish about building yourself, developing yourself, stretching your potential and, you know, finding possibilities without limits in what you want out of life and pursuing your dreams. Second is own your uniqueness. You know, don't, don't compare yourself. It's hard, but don't compare yourself to others because you are you and only that special kind of you um, can succeed. You can't succeed as a copy of somebody else. So own your uniqueness, own uh, what makes you different from the rest? Your difference makes a difference. Recognize your potential. Don't be um, don't be debilitated by obstacles, whether self-imposed or imaginary. You know, always think out of the box. Like if you were told that you can't do this, keep questioning. Um, look for a support system. Look for communities that are uplifting. If you have People around you who don't support you or who don't believe in your dreams, change them, right? Convince them or change them. Plant, I'm oh, sorry, uh, we thrive. What's, what's the word? Like, uh, bloom where you're planted, but then also 
if the soil is not fertile for your growth, change flower pots or something, right? If the soil is dead in your environment, look for more fertile soil where people will support you. Explore different paths. Like in my case, I thought the path that my parents carved out for me was the only path. They said, you got to get into computers because that's a way of the future and that's how you're going to be rich. They were correct. <laughs> Maybe I could have founded Facebook, but no, I became a model. <laughs> But then I explored different paths based on my interests. If you are curious about certain things, pursue your interests. Maybe the, the hobbies can become passions and the passions can become careers. You've got the power to shape your own story and your own narrative. So don't just accept what you're told or what you feel you ought to do. You can create your own story and you can create your own life. So yeah, remember you're in charge of your story. And if you don't, live life the way you want to life might just live you and then it will be too late awesome and i loved the power to shape your own story and of course everyone if you want to listen listen to more uh, information or bits and pieces of self-confidence financial literacy and everything in between you can listen to the you can do this podcast yes, with mirza sison on spotify definitely if you got lots of goals and dreams but sometimes get faced by obstacles, then of course you might like to listen to the You Can Do This podcast. I tell you, this is a podcast you do not want to miss on. I have learned so many things from financial literacy to mental health to overcoming judgment to finding love easy. Wow. It's going to be a blast. Yeah. And I really hope a lot more people will be able to, to listen to that and we get to you know, talk to a lot more experts and different people as well. Mirza, what other platforms or where can uh, people reach you as well? Yes, I'm on all the platforms. So follow me at Mirza Season, M Y R Z A S A S O N, on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, LinkedIn. Where else? Did I miss something? And my website, Mirza.com. Awesome. Mirza, thank you so much. The fangirl in me is just feeling blessed right now. <laughs> it is such an honor. It was an honor to have learned from you and talked to you. Thank you for taking some time out of your busy schedule. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you, Tessa.